0: Welcome, everybody. This is Isaiah Vreeman and Brad Lowers here on the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Boy, we had a uh, lot going on since the last we talked. Our last podcast was pretty football preview heavy. We had some state tournaments for cross-country and tennis happening and football quarterfinals and semifinals for Division three. And now we're here to talk about some of the things that happened and some of those results. And it's nice to be here, Brad, in our secret studio hidden away in in Alaska.
1: Yeah, sometimes known as Studio B, and we were caught in the fog the other day in uh, cross country. So nice to be somewhere where we can see the landscape. We can see the landscape. We can see each other, and it
0: is warm.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, hasn't been the case all year.
0: Nope. Yeah, uh, cross country state was on this past Saturday uh we had six races we had in division three we had the girls the dillingham wolverines ended up winning and we had the wrangle boys wrangle wolves from wrangle took the three division three boys championship and then in division two we had the seward seahawk girls ended up winning and what are you kind of what we mentioned last week the Grace Christian Grizzlies boys ended up winning division two and division one. We had the Chibiak girl Mustangs. They ended up winning again, their dominance in division one girls for cross country. And then we had the South Anchorage Wolverines take the division one boys title out in Palmer, Alaska, where the races were and was, like you mentioned earlier, it was foggy. We couldn't see very much of each other. I thought it was going to burn off. I really did, but it it just didn't. And I will say this. It may have been cool, but it wasn't raining and it
1: wasn't windy. It was actually pretty nice. Yeah, it got a little better throughout the day and some outstanding individual performance. Of course, Chugak, um, you know, kind of the number one ranked team throughout the year on the girls' side. Hannah Shaha won the race, Aaliyah. Fields uh, finished second, so a lot of strength there. South used a, a solid team effort to win their championship. Seward finished 1-2 in the girls to win the D2 girls. Grace Christian, led by Robbie Annette, who's uh, been at the top all year, won. They went first, third, and really a lot of depth for Grace as well. So congratulations to those individuals and to those teams as well.
0: Well, and we had the other state tournament that was going on. At the same time, championships wrapped up for the tennis state championship at the Alaska Club East on Saturday, and we had five divisions. There's the girls' singles, Lana from West Anchorage. I, I apologize in advance. I am not the best at pronunciations, so Lana, I can pronounce that. But Sarah Brunn, I think, is how you say the last name. Lana from West. Girls doubles, we had Ruth Gree and Liviana Lee from West Anchorage. The boys singles, we had Aaron Griffin from South Anchorage, won the boys singles title. In the boys doubles, we had Cyrus Clendaniel and Will Sedwick from West Anchorage. Kind of a theme with West Anchorage. And then in the mixed doubles... We had Elizabeth, and I apologize, Elizabeth, if you are listening to this. I do not know how to pronounce your last name. Uh, DJ, DJ Dally. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say Dia
1: Jolly. And hope Dia I'm Jolly.
0: Close. Elizabeth, I, again, I apologize. I, I am just, I am practicing. But your name, when I was typing it out for the notes for this podcast, I was like, oh boy. And then your partner, Lucas Madsen of Juno. You were the mixed doubles champions out at tennis state championships at the Alaska Club East on Saturday. So congratulations. And one thing we
1: heard is the doubles matches were exceptional. And, of course, girls double. This sounds like a winning team. Gree and Lee. So those are the – from West Anchorage, they were champions, and that uh, match was really extended. And then uh, the boys double, that was Clendaniel and Sedwick. Sedwick a uh, uh, veteran of many years at West High School. Remember? Yeah, and they uh, again extended in their match, but able to hang on for the win. So the doubles teams really helped West in their final showing. Yeah, it was a
0: full weekend. We had the cross country, like we mentioned, we had tennis, and we also had the football quarterfinals for division one and division two, and the semifinals for division three. And division three. We had uh, Kenai ended up beating Homer and we had Barrow beating Houston. And so that went the one, two, that, that kind of went chalk. The division two, Soldotna ended up beating Chugiak and that was a one, eight matchup. Then in the four five matchup, North pole actually traveled to West Valley, not a far trip. And West Valley ended up, uh, Losing to North Pole, the 4 5 matchup. So, North Pole, the four or the five, I, excuse me, ended up winning that game. Then, in the 3 6, Eagle River played Palmer, and Eagle River, River ended up winning that game at home. And then we had Lathrop hosting Wasilla, and uh, Lathrop ended, win, ended up winning that game. So Besides that four-five matchup, everyone in that first round for Division II, it kind of went chalk in the based on the seeds. And I have to say, boy, Lathrop and Soldatna looked quite dominant. They were uh they were
1: impressive. Yeah, they're uh really solid on their side on the D two. Say this about Kenai, though. They have a real football tradition. The fact that their uh population of their school has dwindled. It seems odd to see them on the D three side, but they are the number one seed and uh, number two Barrel. I mean, you got to be tough to play up there, and Kenai is glad that uh, for a lot of reasons to be playing at home rather than making the trip up to Barrel. And then saw North Pole this year really impressed with uh, just their organization and their game planning, but it'll take uh, really a supreme effort to come up against Saldana, which just seems to be a machine and would be a threat of, even if they were up in the, the D1 level. And Eagle River um, they don't often uh, move their way up to the semifinals and finals, but uh, they are much improved. Lathrop, you know, they're going to help by uh, playing at home, and uh, they've been tough, you know, the last few years. So, um, so not in the North Pole, you know, North Pole a big underdog, but – Eagle River lathrop should be a little tighter game. Well,
0: and when I look at, you know, that those are going to be this anytime you get to the semifinals, that's a big deal. And in Division One, we had it did not go chalk. We had we had a few upsets in uh division one. First, West played Juno. West ended up taking that and winning that. Um, and then we had Service play Diamond that four five matchup that we talked about last week and kind of took some time on breaking some of that down. Service ended up winning that game in a in a pretty tight game for a while. And then that was the top of the bracket. And then the bottom of the bracket, bottom of the bracket was just chaos. We had we had some chaos in the bottom of the bracket. Bartlett travels out to Colony Friday night and Bartlett ends up beating Colony the three six. Bartlett ends up taking that Bartlett had been improving over the course of the year and they, they, they're peaking at the right time. And then you had on Saturday, that next day, you had South the seven seed going over to Betty Davis East and beating Betty Davis East on their, on their field. in what was quite the game and a quite the ending of the game to get that East drives down and gets that touchdown. For a potential tie, two-point conversion, twelve to fourteen at this time. Two-point conversion fails. South ends up winning the game after they recover the onside kick. It was a, uh, it was something that, that was a, uh, that was a wild, wild, uh, wild time. So, that's kind of what it looks like when we, Brad, when we look at that Division Three Championship, Kenai versus Barrow. That's Saturday. That's Saturday the fourteenth. At two o'clock at Service High School. That is the D3 Championship game. And again, that's Kenai playing Barrow Saturday, two o'clock at service, depending on when you're listening to this. Hopefully it's uh hopefully it's right now and you're listening to it and enjoying this podcast. We uh we really enjoyed doing this and we're excited to bring this to you and some analysis of what we're seeing and some of the things that we've seen, not just with football, but cross country and tennis. And we're really excited that And brought to you by uh, Roger Briley and associates. just want to get them out there and, and a big thanks for them helping put this podcast and these things together for us. But when we look at that Kenai versus Barrow, you mentioned it a little bit, that Kenai tradition, Barrow, people play football in Barrow. I mean, some of your games, you're playing below freezing in September. I mean, that's that's pretty tough. What do you? It's it's hard to exactly tell. It it seemed like those four teams had kind of been battling it out all year. Uh, those four semifinal teams for Division Three. These two came on top. You know, I've not seen Barrow and Kenai this year. Uh, they I don't they don't play very many games in Anchorage, and I haven't been able to get out of Anchorage to see any of those games. Is there anything we know about
1: those teams right now? Um, uh, Kenai's really been on a run. Uh, Barrel, Isaiah, at least we've been to Barrel. That's to true. Start. We have been to Barrel. Not recently and not for football games. And But when you go to Barrel, drive by that uh, football field, see if there's any bears that are white. And Stay uh, away from the white bears. Yeah, that's well, really any bear. But uh, <laughs> Kenai, a slight favorite over Barrel.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's going to be an exciting one. If you guys, if you guys can get out to that game, again, service high school, two o'clock on Saturday, that, that's going to be a great, great game and a nice way to whet your appetite for the next Saturday, the 21st, which is going to be the division two and division one championship games. So when we look at division two, moving on to that classification. North Pole, we kind of mentioned it before, North Pole going up to Soldotna and Eagle River going up to Lathrop. And those games are on Saturday. North Pole at Soldotna is at 12. And we have Eagle River at Lathrop at 2 o'clock. Those games, again, both on this Saturday, the 14th. What do we see when we see those matchups?
1: Well, Soldotna, uh, of course, uh, just the overwhelming favorite and um when they you know when they play at home it's even more of a plus you know they had about five or six games where they scored 60 points or more so uh that would be we've seen some upsets but that would be a huge one uh eagle river um certainly an improved season but lathrop you know I, i think there's a little more tradition at lathrop and uh gives them a bit of advantage playing at home and, you know, being the the two seed versus the three seed. Well, we have a real
0: treat. Uh, Keaton Homer is now here on the podcast. Keaton, I know that uh, he had a little bit of a problem with a flat tire that he had to deal with. Yeah, I've heard that before. So, yeah. So he is now joining us. And I know that Keaton can give us a unique perspective, especially on the Division Two level and what he is seeing in these matchups hey Keaton. you know, it
2: wasn't it wasn't me personally that had the flat tire <laughs> i just want that noted all right all when right other people in your family have flat tires you gotta help them out right so you gotta that's true. make sure that's, you that's know yeah, so i like to if,
1: run out of gas one
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well i'm starting a a GoFundMe if uh for new tires now so just so just so you know no, i'm kidding but the price of tires i can get that yeah 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 so but uh the, uh, the fine folks uh, at the local tire shop in Eagle River hooked us up. So, nice. uh, you know, I heard you guys just caught the tail end of that, uh, talking about uh, Sildatna and also, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Eagle River and Lathrop and uh, that matchup as well. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of seeing both those, you know, teams play throughout throughout the season. And I'll tell you what, Sildatna, I, I don't know who's going to stop them. I really don't. I mean, there's... They're averaging right around 56 points per game. They just put up almost 60 last week against Chugiak. Uh, Their offense has been terrific. Almost every time they touch the field, uh, their offense has scored points. The only thing that I think is going to get in in Soldatna's way is penalties. And I think if you talk to Galen Brantley about his squad, I think if there's one area that he would love to clean up, uh, it would be the number of yardage and penalties. Because last week against Chugiak, they had probably somewhere in the neighborhood of probably about – I would say eight or nine penalties, probably upwards of uh 80 to 90 yards in those penalties. So uh, as soon as you start to get maybe in a state championship game or even in a semifinal game, could those penalties come back to bite them? But as of right now, their defense has been terrific. Their offense has even been better. Uh, Lathrop, I think they have a little bit of advantage in terms of, uh, you know, obviously experience, but a lot of that experience is gone. So Luke Baylash, the head coach, has had – to kind of rebuild this year's team a little bit. And, you know, it just seems he's almost like uh, the Tim Davis of the North, let's call it, right? Just seems to, you know, midway through the year, he finally gets things going, you know, and they just seem to be a perennial um, contender there up in Fairbanks. And I really expect, um, you know, Lathrop to be uh, a team to to be reckoned with. It's going to be tough for Eagle River to go up there, and win the against the against the Malamute, Malamutes. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I I love everything that you were saying. It 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 really has seemed that uh, you know it seems like Soldaten and Lathrop have just been on this collision course like they have the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I it goes in cycles though, right? I mean, it just seems to be like this uh, with with everything it, for the last you know, you know, five, six, seven years, it seems like, um, you know, a couple of teams for three or four seasons, you know, kind of ran supreme and you have these high expectations of them going into the playoffs. And that's what it has been with, in terms of Soldatna, obviously over the last, not just five years, but decade, 15 years plus, it seems like. Um, but then, you know, Lathrop, they've had a terrific wave of athletes come through and have really helped that program get back to, to what it was over the last few years. And, you know, uh, winning a state title, you know, is is something that I'm sure um, the folks up in Fairbanks uh, have aspirations to do, you know, and try to reclaim the state championship trophy. And they have the guys that can do that. But um, it'll be interesting to see if these two teams end up playing in the state championship game, how they game plan for one another um, in terms of obviously they've played already once this year and it's always tough to beat a team a a second go around as we all know uh, especially in a state championship game if that's ends up panning out that way
0: yeah and it's and they they saw each other in last year's state championship game too which was a a real thriller by the way as well that the winner of north pole and soldatna and the winner of eagle river and lathrop they play the d2 championship on october 21st at one o'clock And Brad, the last podcast we were talking about how winter was not supposed to start until October 22nd, well, drive out to Eagle River to pick up my daughter from school today and it's snowing. It's not sticking, but it's snowing. They did not obviously listen to what we had arranged. The 22nd is when it's supposed to snow.
1: Yeah, you you look at uh, some of these games going to be played close to the mountains, the mountains if you took a look that way, uh you you see the promise of winter. So uh it's a know. good
0: thing we got the snow removal plan. Donnie Winchester <laughs> and the snow removal boys are gonna be busy, it looks like, which I, I don't wanna be the one that calls Donnie and go, Hey Donnie, can you get up at four o'clock this morning and start shoveling the shoveling the field?
2: So I'll do it.
1: I'll be that guy. Well, if he brings all his his friends, it should be easy. Yeah. If he brings all his (laughs) friends, everyone in their shovels might not have
0: any rubber pellets left, but we will make it work. Okay. So now let's, we kind of wrapped a bow on division two, division one, we've got Friday night. That's the game that's on Friday night. We've got service at West. And then what are, what are you guys seeing with service and West. I, I know you guys know football really well, and you've seen these teams play. What, what are we thinking with, uh, what are we seeing from those two teams?
1: Well, for, with service, I saw their game against diamond and uh, their defense was unbelievable. They had a scoop and score called Herrera. who he just returned to the lineup, you know, that's kind of a, uh, a defensive player's dream. And then, you know, several interceptions as well, seven turnovers for diamond, hard to win it game. I, I don't recall Yikes. a team winning, having seven inter, interceptions. So it was only 6-0 at halftime, but service really came on strong. West, as they have all year long, uh, I think that final was 47-7. to They played Juno, um, who had a tough year this year. So that's why you play for the number one seed, to have the, the best opportunity in the semifinals, although it didn't work on the other side of the bracket. Uh, South, as you mentioned, beat East. 14 to 12. A couple of coaches, John Lewis and Jeff Trotter, that used to be on the same staff, and they know each other well. So hadn't beaten East in quite a while, and there was a good celebration after that game. And then Bartlett, really with a rough start, came back to win a couple games, and uh, they beat Colony. The final score 35 to 28. And the interesting thing, I think the most interesting thing about that Uh, thing either a six seed or a seventh seed advances to the to the title game so um you know you play all year if you if you win at the end no one remembers what your record was that's very true you could say you're a state champ that's for sure
0: well i think
2: the interesting thing is uh, so i was just going to say service in in anchorage or west anchorage that's going to be an interesting one those two teams in the regular season they played uh and it was an absolute bloodbath in favor of west it was a 41 nothing victory over the service cougars so uh it'll be curious to see how um uh, you know the cougars try to rebound and see what they did not do in the first go around that can, they can try to execute this time around and again west much a similar story to to so this year their offense has been been terrific scoring upwards of 35 40 points per game so how do the service cougars really uh, rebound and try to, um, you know, put the best foot forward going here in the semifinals against West. It's that time of year. It's high school football. You never know what can happen. You, you, you alluded to it, Brad, in terms of that, uh that Southeast matchup. I don't think there's probably too many people. If uh, you were taking a poll that would have thought that South maybe really stood a chance uh, against East and much less advance and to pick up a two point victory and advance into the semifinals, um, you know, it's that time of the year. Anything can happen. So, you know, scrub the record books and scrub the regular season. So it will be interesting Division One semi-final uh, weekend.
1: Yeah, I look at uh, Service and West. I think there's two things that are true. Uh, the footballs will be filled with air, and the air will be filled <laughs> with football. Those guys, they really uh, wing the ball around. If you like uh, the passing game, you're going to see it.
0: That game is Friday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, You're definitely going to want to check that one out. And we've got uh, South at Bartlett Saturday at two o'clock. And the winners of those games will be the D1 championship game, 630 on October 21st. Either way, we're going to have kind of an all Anchorage final, which means you're going to want to make sure you're there and you're going to want to make sure you're there early so you can get a good seat. So D1 championship, 630, October 21st. Again, if you want to check out any of the um, results from cross country, any more of the detailed results with the times and places for tennis, as well as cross country, check out asaa365.com and you can go to the cross country or tennis page. If you want to see the brackets for football, go to asaa365.com as well, and you can Check out all that. It's got parking maps for service. It's got tickets that you can buy. I would encourage people, if you're going to go to these championship games, buy your tickets online. You'll have your own entrance that you can get in faster instead of paying cash or credit card at the gate. So we've got to get through the semifinals first, but it is going to be really interesting. Really interesting.
1: You know, one thing, too, is last week we had three games at 7 o'clock on Friday. But the nice thing in the semifinals be a Friday game and then uh, a Saturday game. So people can choose to hit both of those games. Uh, Bartlett, trying to think, thought maybe they didn't have lights. But I think they do. But it's nice to have them split. And uh, people can watch both games.
0: Well, so that's football. Kind of put a wrap on football for high school. Um, Brad. Volleyball update. What are we seeing in volleyball right now? State tournament's a little ways off, but it's not too far away.
1: Well, a lot of people in volleyball are saying this is the most uh, balanced that the league has been in years. And uh, East and Diamond play this week, and they're battling for the top spot. Uh, big games a while back. Uh, service defeated Diamond in a game that went to the fifth game, and or fifth set, as they call it, fifteen. 15- 13 in the last game. Uh, south upset East as well. Uh, Chugiak is playing well. And so, you know, the pack at the top is coming closer and closer together. And that'll make for an interesting region tournament. And it'll be a battle to even qualify for state. But uh, state tournament should be, uh, you know, one that one to watch as well.
0: And I know on the 20th and the 21st, it's the Diamond Service um volleyball tournament now that's teams from all over the state that are going to be playing and i know it's not the three out of or it's not the three out of five sets it's more of the one out of or two out of three and some pool play at the beginning but those are exciting games um and i i agree i've kind of seen the seeing the reports coming in and the scores coming in it definitely looks like especially in the cook Inlet conference that the cream is rising to the top and the top is uh a little bit more full than it normally has been in years past and, and looks like Wasilla in the Northern lights is, is pretty, pretty darn good.
1: Actually, they've been exceptional, but, uh, it may have been a misprint, but I understand the West Anchorage, uh, upset, um, Wasilla and, you know, West is. Oh really? Wow. Been, uh, I didn't see that one yet. They've been in the the bottom half, but if you, if you beat Wasilla, you're obviously making a, a big jump. So, got to keep an eye on that and you know the diamond service tournament as you mentioned kind of a preview of state and teams come from all over it's a really celebration of the volleyball community and uh Keaton you're going to have a unique perspective
0: on our next topic I mean we've we're talking about high school but you know this is Alaska sports talk this is not just high school it's heavy high school because that's the majority of things that are happening but as anybody who doesn't who knows knows sports in Alaska, Keaton Homer is the voice of the SeaWolves. And Keaton, I know that there's some UAA things that are coming up here that uh, I know you're going to want to talk about.
2: Yeah, so I guess the most pertinent one coming up this weekend is UAA volleyball on Thursday and also Saturday. SeaWolves taking on uh, Central Washington on Thursday, but the one that everybody seems to be talking about, and everybody's been pushing, pack the house on Saturday against Northwest Nazarene, an opportunity to come out, fill the stands. Last year, UAA set a record actually against Central Washington in the final regular season home match of the year for largest attendance of a Division II volleyball game. Uh, I think they had over 3,600 fans in the stands for that game. It was an electric atmosphere. I don't know if it's going to quite get that big this weekend against Northwest Nazarene, but we would love to see you guys out at the Alaska Airlines Center uh, Seven o'clock against Northwest Nazarene for pack the house UAA volleyball. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster this season in terms of what it has been over the last couple of years in terms of consistency. Obviously, last year they had a terrific squad led by Eve Stevens. She was the Division Two Player of the Year. Uh, they lost a handful of other seniors off that squad as well. So Stacy Meisner in her first year at the helm. They've had some ups and they had some downs and they've battled a lot of injuries right now, sitting in the middle of the pack in the GNAC conference and trying to, you know, navigate the tough uh, conference of division two volleyball uh, there in the GNAC. So those are the two biggest matchups coming up this weekend. They actually have four straight uh, home matches coming up slated with these two. And then two more after uh, next week as well at the Alaska Airlines center.
0: Wow. That's awesome. And I know hockey, they're just getting started. Um, if I, if I remember correctly, they're at Lake Superior State this weekend.
2: Yeah, they are at Lake Superior State. So they had a split to start the season, did the Seawolf hockey team, uh, against uh, a team who they upset last year in UMass Lowell on the road. I don't know if you remember that. UMass Lowell was ranked in the top 15 um, uh, in the in the nation last year when UAA went on the road and picked up a sweep on the road. Uh, they got a split to start the year, year here, so – uh, one and one on the season now going on the road to Lake Superior State in Sault Ste. Marie, a place in which they have not won since 2017. So it's been a little while wow. since the Sea Wolves have picked up a victory against the Lakers of Lake Superior State in 2017. So uh, head coach Matt Shazby has his work cut out for him. Um, the Sea Wolves last year, however, against, um, against uh, Lake Superior State, they tied, they t- finished in a 3-3 tie, lost in a shootout, and then lost by a goal three to two in the two meetings that they had last year. So the Seawolves trying to get back on track against Lake Superior State this weekend with their first road series.
0: Wow. And I know that uh, I know basketball, girls and boys' basketball for UA starts fairly soon. I know that girls basketball had some um, exhibition games and stuff in Taiwan. Uh, ba- I, I believe it was back in August, beginning of August, but really the regular season starts November 5th for the girls and November 3rd for the boys. And we've got, looks like November 5th for the girls at Pacific University. And the boys are November 3rd at the Alaska Airlines Center against Cal Maritime. So I know they've got a they've they do have an alumni game on the 28th at seven o'clock. Keaton, can you just talk a little bit about some of the the basketball stuff that you're seeing with with UAA right now?
2: Well, a lot of turnover for both rosters. So at least for the the UAA women's basketball team, there's only four returning players from last year's squad that are coming back. So you're going to see a lot of new faces for Ryan McCarthy. Uh, in his squad this year, and it'll be interesting to see how those pieces of the puzzle fit together. You mentioned the series in Taiwan over the summer, they kind of struggled, and then in that series, uh, overseas this year, I think they went one in three, if memory serves me correct, out of the four games they ended up playing there in Taiwan. So, this team trying to find their way, especially before they get into the great Alaska shootout. And I'm sure as you know, the uh, the weeks and months progress here. Uh, and we get closer to the great Alaska shootout. I'm sure we'll do a little bit more of a deeper dive here on the Alaska sports podcast. Um, once that starts coming up. But I think the biggest thing for people to know about the women's basketball team, a lot of new faces. And the guys are somewhat in the same boat too. And talking with um, the assistant coach, Ryan Orton, a couple of times I've run, in, run into him at the Alaska Airlines center. Uh, this is the first real time since COVID. They've actually felt like they've gotten guys into the Alaska Airlines Center and really had a good chance to recruit guys. So uh, a handful of guys coming back from last year's squad, but also, once again, you're going to mix in a lot of new faces, but they feel really, really good with the squad that they have recruited and feel that they can really, really compete this season in the GNAC Conference. So it'll be interesting to see how things pan out as we start to approach basketball season at the end of October and beginning of November.
1: Hey, Keaton, I wanted to throw in a uh, trivia question for you. Okay. Played, uh, in Division 2 has the attendance record. Do you know who has the attendance record in Division 1?
2: Uh, You know, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, I know this, but I do know. And I think it was set earlier this year by the yeah. University of Nebraska. They did yeah. it at their football stadium, right?
1: Yeah, they, they filled it up. So that one's going to be a tough one to get, I think. <laughs> yeah, that, that will be a tough one to get. of, uh, of 60,000 at that game. And then my hockey question would be, uh, you're doing hockey, but I, I don't think you're uh, often on the road with the team, but is there a stream available coming back from uh, the Superior State game? Uh,
2: I think there is a stream, but I think it might be through Flow Hockey, uh, which uh, if memory serves me correct, I think it's a paid service. I know that you can follow live stats on GoSeawolves.com if you want to just kind of follow the live stats that populate and get refreshed every 30 seconds or whatever it is. but as far as watching a live stream from Sault Ste. Marie there in Michigan uh might have to go through flow hockey we don't have there aren't too many division 1 hockey teams that stream their games for free anymore uaa is one of the free services so just keep that in mind people tune into the broadcast for free go seawolves.com. you can check it out on youtube as well
1: yeah we look at uh girls basketball a lot of people really looking forward to UAA versus Utah, Alyssa Peely returns to Anchorage, and uh that'll that'll draw a lot of interest.
2: Yeah, I know that's got probably the one game that, you know, or one team that everybody kind of wants to see is Utah when they come up here for the Great Alaska shootout because of that Alaskan connection with Alyssa Peely, the former outstanding Diamond Lynx girls basketball player. Uh she was a terrific, not just girls basketball player, but all around athlete, Alyssa Peely and making her market her, and basketball. So, um, coming up for the shootout, I got to refresh my schedule here. I know Adam state, um, coming up. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Gotta got to refresh. Yeah, out. UAB, Eastern Kentucky and Utah, the three teams coming up this season. So Alabama, Birmingham, Eastern Kentucky, the Hilltoppers and Utah. I had Adam state on my list as well as looking a little further ahead after the great Alaska shootout, but, um, It'll be interesting to see how uh, the shootout goes this year. UAA defending champions of the shootout one of the year ago. So can they keep the streak going?
1: Wanted to talk about the alumni game on October 28th. The nice thing about that, it is a chance to see the Seawolves for the first time and uh, Keaton. Occasionally the alumni are even ahead at the four or five minute mark. And that's when uh, (laughs) somebody takes the last breath of air out of the arena. So, uh, be interesting and the other thing about the alumni is their one pass offense <laughs>
2: well I, I feel like the alumni probably try to play more of like a four t- four corners type of offense right I mean let's slow it down let's throw it you know just throw it around the perimeter a little bit but uh, I don't know I think I don't know who's coming out for the alumni game this year in representing the alumni but you know they can make some noise and make, to, um, maybe squeak some text. things out we're gonna to have to text
0: Carl yeah. and Lonnie. Okay, we're gonna to have to text. All right, there's Matt. two.
2: Tell, tell them to get in shape. We want Can to... we get? Yeah, can I, we get maybe uh, Mark Drake on the horn? <laughs> uh, Great. <laughs> let's get Drake up. We can fly him up. We can uh, uh, maybe, up. you know, maybe the White Brothers. We can you know find them in Australia or something. You know, you never know.
0: Hey, we can put it out there. We can put it out there. Maybe they'll listen to this
2: and maybe. Compelled to come, I think Drake is good for a few threes. I oh, think he he's knock definitely going to
0: be good for a few threes. We'll,
2: we'll <laughs> that's where the one pass offense
1: will definitely come into play. We get a uh, Bailey, you know, to stop selling furniture, <laughs> and really, ah, there you
2: go, buddy. Yeah, game,
1: yeah. The object of that game, no matter who you are in the alumni, you just want to score once. That's it. <laughs> just score once. Just score once.
2: Well, and that I, and try to not get scored on. I think you know. Or often anyway. (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) I think I think Lonnie might. Lonnie and Carl, those two might actually care about
2: getting scored off. Are there any players that can still dunk from the alumni? Anybody Lonnie probably could still do it, we think. Lonnie,
0: I think Lonnie can with some stretching. Yeah, I think they're all
2: gonna have to stretch.
0: They don't want to (laughs) be
1: on their ACLs
2: or anything
0: like that. But that that should be fun. And we'll we'll do, like you mentioned. As soon as we get closer a little bit to the basketball season for UAA starting up and again for basketball for high school, we're planning on uh, doing some conference previews and some regular season tournament previews and talking with some more coaches and players and all that and really putting that stuff out there and having some great content for the Alaska sports enthusiasts uh, to listen to and really get informed with Alaska sports so they can go and visit these games and different venues that are going to be packed with people so we can support Alaska sports. So any last thoughts on any of the things that we talked about gentlemen?
1: Well, what a great time of year. And uh, there's a few other that uh, match up certainly around March madness. There's a lot of sports underway, but any uh, fans of sports are enjoying this time of the year.
2: No, I agree. I mean, end of October, you know, you have so much going on, state football championships going on, cross country championships. So you get a few state championship things in there and then other sports ramping up high school hockey has tryouts starting tomorrow. So you get that sport coming up as well. So there's a plethora of sports going on in the high school universe and also in the college universe. And I look forward to talking about it with you guys over the course of the next few months. It'll be fun. Yeah.
0: It's and I I apologize all you hockey fans out there for high school. I forgot that yeah, high school hockey starts tomorrow. I mean that's that just add another thing to the list of things that we're going to have to talk about in preview. So very excited about this time of year. really really pumped for what we're doing. And again, thanks to all of our sponsors, Roger Briley and Associates.
1: Yeah, I want to remember uh, Guido's Pizza where we occasionally uh, send this podcast from. Uh, they've been a great sponsor. We thank uh, the bike shop. They've uh, sponsored really our game of the uh, player of the week shirts, which we'll continue to give out up, give up during the playoffs. Uh, we thank uh, the Alaska Club, where Isaiah works out fairly regularly. And uh, <laughs> then our other sponsor, we want to first of all, we want to give our consolances to the Ekman family and Herb Ekman, the father of uh, the really great. Uh, sausage and seafood and they they run a great business over there at Arctic and and Benson I guess it is so um, we wish them uh the very best and uh and uh just thankful for their sponsorship as well
0: well that does it for us that uh thank you for taking the time we know you have lots of options out there to be uh consuming podcasts and listening to some great content thank you for taking the time to Take a listen to us and get uh, the lowdown on what's happening in Alaska sports. For myself, Isaiah Freeman, Brad Lowers, and Keaton Homer, thanks for listening and hope hope to hear you again and have you listen again next week.